Welcome, my beautiful friends. I'm Darcy Justin to the Love Your Dreamy Midlife podcast, where so many women are ditching the midlife meltdown and learning to love their life again. I know all too well midlife can be tough. Yikes. It certainly was for me. It's a pivotal time in our life when we can stay on the struggle bus or get off for good. I decided to get off and embrace my life again. I became a midlife coach, mentor, and speaker to help other women just like me. That's why I'm sharing my life's journey, my strategies on how simple shifts can have huge impact. This is the perfect place for you to discover you, reconnect with you and your dreams. If you crave your best life, you may find it here. Hello, my loves, and uh, happy Friday to you. We are well into the month of January, and I am very excited about the new year. I'm excited about my business. I'm excited about my relationships, and um, oh my gosh, I have some wonderful things I want to create this year. So I'm glad you're here. I was going to do the podcast about something else, and uh, it happened that uh, someone reached out to me and really was having a hard time and really was having, um, it's uh, someone that used to be a client of mine in my coaching business and reached back out to me and said, I feel like I'm in the biggest hole. I feel like I'm flat on my face and I need you. And so we had a fantastic discussion and I really thought this would be something that might be helpful um, for everyone out there and love your midlife and um, people following the podcast, um, your dreamy midlife. I love to talk about positive things and I love to talk about how we can make our life better. And the fact is, there are many times in our life where we do feel like we have fallen down, face down, um, and there's no way we can get back up, or we're not sure how we're going to get back up. Or maybe you feel like you're in a hole, a hole financially. Um, I had a friend who husband uh, over Christmas told her he wanted a divorce, uh, actually more of a neighbor. And um, she felt completely devastated. She did not see it coming. So although so many of us try so hard to keep our life in order and do the right thing and all of these, these kinds of things, life comes at us and things happen, right? Things definitely can happen to us. And sometimes things fall apart gradually and things seem to fall apart quicker. I know many things in our life that seem to fall apart are actually happen, happening gradually. Either we don't want to take a peek, we don't want to look, we don't want to deal with it. But many times we're aware that something's not right, something's uh, not happening the way that we want it to. It could be an investment. Uh, I know someone last year that lost their life savings and and really was in complete despair. I feel like, oh my God, my life is over. So 
this is definitely a movie that I've been in um, a few times in my life. Um, maybe it was bad decisions. Uh, maybe it was something that happened to me. Um, I lost a child. I think I've shared that with many of you. And that was something that was completely unexpected. And I did not know that that was coming. So today, I really wanted to talk about how do we get back up? When we fall down, how do we get back up? And the other thing that really came to my mind today is what do we do when we're not when we're not in our fairy tale anymore? What happens when we wake up one day and we're not living we're not living our best life. We're not living the blueprint that we wanted and we feel like something happened to the fairy tale. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So if that's you or someone you know, or you really want to be more prepared for when life comes at you in that direction, then I hope you'll stay stay with me today on the podcast. I am such a huge fan of Tony Robbins, and I know I have shared this before, um, many, many times when I was really having a hard time, I would go on YouTube and I would follow him. I would listen to him. Um, in my opinion, he's got some kind of an anointing. Uh, you know, he's a, a, a motivational guru. Uh, he's been around for many, many years, pulled himself out of, uh, quite a, a very a life filled with lots of turmoil and lots of angst and really turned his life around. So I'm a big fan. And one of the things that um, really struck me a few years ago is um, we all sometimes realize that we're not living the life that we thought we were going to live. Um, what we think our life should be really kind of forms into the blueprint of what we wanted for a life. And we use that to kind of build our thoughts and our actions off of that blueprint. It's really kind of the same way um, if you've ever built a house or you've built a shed or there's this blueprint in these directions. And when you build a house, the builder Hopefully, if it's a positive situation, I know there are situations out there that have not been positive, but the, the builder really follows the blueprint to T. And I mean, it gets down into the, you know, eighth of an inch where this board goes and that board goes. It's really fascinating uh, process to watch. And we use our blueprint to create and build our life. Many times in midlife, we realize our life doesn't match our blueprint anymore. And we're kind of like, what happened? What happened? Um, I expected to be here by now. Um, I thought I was going to have this. I thought I was going to have that. Um, why, why isn't my career? And for some reason in midlife, it's that chance where we get to sort of pause a little bit um, and have a little bit of reflection um, we're building, 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 going, going, going hundred miles an hour. And all of a sudden in our forties, definitely in our fifties and sometimes our sixties, we get this unusual flashback 
and we get this chance to go, wait a second, you know, uh, is this it? You know, I know I've seen some funny scenes in some movies where they just kind of, they look at everybody in the room and they go, is this it? Is this all it is? Is this my life? So sometimes we feel that way. Um, and um, this can cause a range of emotions from anger, depression. And for a lot of us, it can even, it can even make us feel like we're stuck. Also, the worst part of this is many times we give in, we give up, and we convince ourselves there's nothing we can do. Mm. And I find that in coaching, guys. I find women that reach out to me and say, I've tried this, I've tried that, nothing's working, but I, I, I'll give it one more chance. I'll talk to you. And then we start coaching, and of course, uh, things really change quickly. Um, but that's not unusual at all um, to give in, to give up. And that also causes more suffering and more unhappiness, right? When we can just kind of go, uh, all right, I guess this is just the way it is. I'm going to be stuck at this job. Or for some of us, it might be a marriage, a marriage after 25 years, and you've been to therapy and you've tried this and you've tried that. And your blueprint was to have a great marriage. Your blueprint was to be married, you know, happily ever after, right? Like, like the, uh, the Disney princesses. I know that was my blueprint when I was growing up. And I want to share that with you in a little bit. But um, many times that can cause unbelievable sadness and even grief. A lot of us grief over the loss of a good marriage or the loss of a relationship with an adult child. Um, that can even, even cause grief. Many times we continue to be triggered by all these things, right? So on top of <laughs> realizing we haven't been living in our blueprint um, we see people with great relationships and we see people that look incredibly happy and social media can be a little bit brutal in that area, right? Oh, we just got back from our, our cruise or our trip to Mexico and you're just sitting there going, wow, you know, I don't have that. That's what I wanted. It might be, um, even something as serious as, you know, I've known people that have lost their, their mates uh, in their fifties and sixties. And all of a sudden their entire life is, they just kind of feel like it's over. Everything's bad. Nothing's working. Then you go out and again, you see people that have that and you realize that maybe somebody else is living your fairy tale, but you're not. Um, maybe, you made a bad investment or you and your husband made a bad investment. You lost your savings. Everything is terrible, right? It's just money, but it trickles down to your job, to your relationships, to, you know, maybe even your neighbors. So here's a newsflash. All right. I think this is really important. I wish somebody would have told me this a few years ago, but you're not defined by your worst decision unless you let that happen to you. So some of the richest people in the world have lost their entire 
savings. Some of the richest people in the world have lost several companies until they actually uh, found one that worked and they were able to make that work. So we have to be really, really careful when things aren't going the way we want that we don't come we don't come to a point where we're defined by that and we let that be our story. Um, that's really not acceptable for many of us. We don't want that. Yes, you're in a hole. Yes, you've fallen down. Um, and I get it. I've been there multiple times. How do we get out? How do we get back up? How do we see ourselves being happy again when we just we just don't see it? We don't even see it like right in front of us. We certainly don't see it down the road. We certainly don't see it being part of our future. It just isn't there and we can't get our head around it. I want to talk about that because I have good news around all of this. There's always something you can do. There's always, always something you can do. Your troubles that you may be in right now, or maybe you were last year, or maybe it might happen to you this year. Um, I certainly hope not. They are temporary, right? They really are very temporary. One of the things that really can help is to accept where you are. Just accept it. Okay, we lost our savings, or maybe you lost your house. Um, we are in some troubled times in the United States. We have a lot of interesting things going on. Um, maybe we go back to relationships or things like that. Don't make excuses for it. Don't blame others. It really is healing just to go, okay, here's where I'm at. This is where I'm at. I'm not staying here, but this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at with my adult children. This is at where I'm at with my job. Maybe you lost a job and you can't find a new job. Maybe that's really got you in the biggest hole right now. It's really refreshing to take total responsibility for your life. You will be happier in the long run if you take total responsibility. It maybe you did something at work that got you fired. And so many people go, oh, I don't know. I don't know why I lost my job. I've heard it a million times. But with some self-awareness and some reflection, you there may be something more to that. So taking full responsibility where you are right now, maybe you made a bad financial decision, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you want to grow, you want to heal, and you want to move on. So if you wallow in the victim, if you wallow in the victim part of it, the I don't know why this happened to me, so-and-so, you know, took all my money, all of that type of thinking is really negative and it's going to hold you down and it's going to hold you back. Wherever you are right now, or wherever, whenever this situation happens to you, it's not permanent. There are extremely, very few things in life that are permanent. Very, very few things. And you realize this the older you get. Because when you're younger, you think everything is black and white and everything is permanent. And then as you get older and you get a little bit wiser, you're like, hmm, that really is not the case. Tony Robbins also says, 
you get what you tolerate. And I really believe that very, very strongly. If you're willing to tolerate your situation that you're in, that you really, really don't like, but you're tolerating it, that's probably where you're going to stay. It's having those thoughts of this doesn't define me. This is not what I want. I'm going to change this. I'm going to find a way step by step to get up off the ground, to get out of this hole, whatever it is. Um, you have to have those kinds of thoughts and not just lay down and go, okay, I'm going to tolerate this. No, 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 no. So a long time ago, a lot of you have heard my story before. I had to leave my marriage with three small children. I was devastated. I, I didn't think there was anything that could be worse than my marriage falling apart. Um, I had this huge pity party. I felt bad for me. I felt bad for my parents. I felt bad for every, every everybody. I felt the worst for me. And I'm not going to lie. I had the thoughts of this was my fairy tale. This was my blueprint. And this is never going to happen for me. I actually didn't want a lot when I was a little girl. I wanted uh, to be loved, to be adored. I wanted a really great a happy marriage. Uh, I always wanted to have a big family. I think a lot of you know I have six children, but I always thought I want to have like three or four children. Um, I wanted, you know, the yellow farmhouse, the white picket fence, the two dogs, maybe a pig and a barn. I don't know. I've always been kind of a country girl, but those are the thoughts I had. That was kind of my blueprint. So when I had to leave my husband, I thought I lost my life. I thought all my happiness is gone and all I have is this mess. It was like, you know, when you wake up and there's been a tornado and there's nothing left of the house or there's been a fire. I thought my life was burned down. Um, I didn't see any way that I was going to find happiness. I had to sit with that for a while. And I guess it was kind of good that I had to do that. The truth was I had to come to the conclusion that it wasn't the end of my life. It wasn't the end of my happiness. Yes, it was a mess, but I was young. I was smart. I was pretty. I had three beautiful children to be extremely grateful for. And I had to realize that this was really more about him. And it was really the fact that he liked me and lots of other women too. And I wasn't willing to tolerate that. I wasn't willing to live that lie. I wasn't willing to wonder, you know, where he was when he didn't come home at night. So I got out of that marriage and I'm going to tell you, it was very hard. I had to find a job, a place to live. I had to make new friends. Um, and I hated being single. And a lot of my thoughts were, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Right. And you've probably been in that situation where whatever it is that you really disliked, that was going on in your head. Right. I hate this. I don't want to be single. And I really didn't like being a single mom because then it was like I was divorced 
And this was quite a few years ago. So there was a little bit of a taboo attached to it. Like, well, I wonder what she did. I wonder why she's divorced. Um, it took, it took a lot of work. And then I was sort of, you know, left for other women. So then I had to go through the process of, yes, I'm valuable. Yes, I'm worthy. Um, yes, I'm important. Yes, I'm valuable. All of those things uh, were really kind of taken from me. And so I had to go back and think about that. The truth is what I had to take responsibility for is I married poorly. And that was a fact. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I had to become very brave and pull my life apart and ask myself why I married poorly. And, you know, the truth is I found the answer and it helped me want more for my life. When we're willing to really look for the truth, it causes us to go on this mission of searching and searching and searching. And it's a really good idea to do that. I began to see me and my, my life in a whole new way, which was really, really positive. It was super positive. I took responsibility for my mistakes and I decided I did not want to be a victim. I could have so easily laid down and been a victim because there were other women involved. But you know what? That's a choice we make. So we have to think about that. Some women stay in that place of being a victim, no matter whether it's your marriage or something else. Um, you gain weight, you learn to tolerate misery, and misery loves company, and you don't have the right friends. You have friends that are miserable and complain. And I think we've all seen women like this in our life, whether it is um, a neighbor, a relative, it can definitely happen. So we have to know that we're not going to tolerate that. We have to know we're going to go back and claim our life. So one of the things that you can do is that you can really know that you want more and you're going to rewrite your story. You're not going to accept what happened to you. It's not permanent. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be part of you. It doesn't have to be part of your story. And you can learn to take a committed action in just one area of your life. Now, many times when one really shitty things happen, then like two or three other really terrible things happen, right? It's not unusual, right? Your marriage falls apart, you lose your job, uh, your kid moves out, but take one area and have a committed action and expect that you are going to have to do some work on that. If you want to change your story, your blueprint, it will take a little bit of work. But it's no more work than it takes to complain about it or be miserable about it. It's the same amount of energy. So you can be in positive energy moving forward. Or you can stay in the negative energy of being miserable and unhappy and just kind of laying down and let life just kind of roll right over you. List out the things you love and the things that make you happy. List out the things that you're not happy with. And think about why, why you're not happy with them. List out the things you're frustrated with and why. That can be extremely productive. And um, make a list of the things that you can work on. Think about the things you're willing to change and write them down. 
I'm willing to go back to school. I'm willing to move to a new area. What are you willing to do with one action and one commitment? Instead of feeling sorry for yourself, take a small committed action. It will really feel good. The other thing is you really have to work on the positive thoughts that you need to move forward. It's so easy to stay in the negative thoughts. But when you have a thought, say, what is the thought I'm having and why am I having this thought? It's really important to look at your thoughts. And that's why I created the Midlife Manifesto, which uh, I will have for you down below. But how can we keep positive thoughts in our mind? Our brain is not always our friend and we have to work to have the kind of thoughts that we want so we can move our life forward. Try not to use money or men to derail you from what you want. I've seen women use all kinds of things to fill in the gaps of where they are now and where they want to be. Because really that's where we get change is what do we do in that gap, that gap that's out there that's that's going to take us from where we are now to where we want to go. I've seen women use money. I've seen women use men. I've seen women use all kinds of things that just stalls the work that we need to do. And don't let friends and family um, get you sidetracked or don't let someone else come in and try to do the work for you. This is yours. So if you want transformation and you want things to change, this is yours to make happen. So if you want to break through, it's yours. It's on you. It's not on anybody else. And don't let anybody else come in and do that for you. So if you're looking for change, you're probably not going to find it at Neiman's. All right. You're going to find a really cool shirt, a great pair of pants, <laughs> and they might make you feel good for a hot sec. But let's face it, you're going to be right back where you are, where you were. You're the creator of your life. If you fall down, you have to get back up. Don't let someone else pretend like they're going to do it for you. It's not real. Um, as Tony Robbins says, trade your expectations for appreciation of all of your life. We let our expectations stress us out. Our blueprint is just our expectation that we wanted for our life on paper. Know in your heart, you can create anything you want and you're not stuck. And if you realize you're not stuck and you realize that this just is an area where you can grow, it could be an amazing time for you. What if a breakthrough is a place where you can grow? It's the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. A gap is only a small space, you guys. It's a small space to fill. It's not the Grand Canyon. It's a gap. That's, that's really what we're talking about. It's approachable. It's doable. It's not huge. It's never as big as you think it is. Have someone else point out to you what that gap is you need for a breakthrough. It's probably not that big. Whatever you believe, you live, and you can change your thoughts about where you are who you are, who you want to be. And remember, your problems are just temporary things that are going on in your life. And they're usually in your life. If you believe in the universe and you believe in your God, your 
problems, your uh, things that you're running up against to are uh, things that are there to help you grow. You can train your mind and your body and your soul not to accept certain um, things that are going on, but you can have your best life by knowing that you can train your body, your mind, and your soul to crave the things you want to crave. First, you've got to know what they are, and then you've got to be willing to train your mind and your body and your soul. And you can have your best life full of acceptance of you and everyone around you, full of love for you and everyone around you, and full of gratefulness. I have loved this time together, and I hope that if for some reason you need help, you can always reach out to me. That's what I help a lot of people with. And um, if not, always I always am willing to uh, take any kind of questions or help you in any way, whether it's answering your questions or helping you through something that you're going through right now. I wish that you have your very, very best life and move forward into the new year with guns a-blazing. That's right. That's what midlife is all about. All right. I hope you have a great Friday and a wonderful weekend. Bye, babes. Hi, loves. I have some exciting news. I am opening up a group coaching program the first of the year. I've had several people from the podcast really interesting really interested, I'm sorry, and uh, looking for some support and some ways to maybe push through some things that are really bothering them. So whether everything is really lined up the way that you want it to be, or uh, maybe you're struggling with some things and you'd like some extra support, you want to get off the struggle bus, uh, group coaching is amazing. You can receive the same transformations in group coaching and the same personal growth as you can with the one-on-one -on -one coaching. We will also uh, work together to create a really fantastic sense of accountability for each other. And what's really neat about group coaching is some people will have questions and ideas that really, really uh, strike uh, something within you and you're like, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Oh my gosh, that's something that I really want to think about. Now, on top of the group coaching, you will also get a one-on-one -on -one call with me to talk about anything that you want, uh, maybe some planning sessions, those kinds of things. So we're going to meet um, eight times over two months and um, we will meet once a meet, once a week via Zoom, which I absolutely love. You can show up in your sweats, your pajamas, anything you want. You can get all dressed up. All of it's good and all of it's fun. Um, I have been known to show up at a group Zoom call in my pajamas. That's a fact. Um, so um, I think that uh, you will just find this to be incredibly valuable. There'll also be lots of bonuses. Uh, a workbook, daily affirmations, um, the manifesto, journal props, worksheets, and other bonuses too. So if you are looking for something uh, to help you sort of embrace and get ready for 2023,
group coaching can be absolutely fun. It's very affordable and it always brings together, it's really interesting, it always brings together the most fantastic women. I never even worry about it. It just happens, right? So I hope that you'll think about some of these things and know that you can get support, know that you can get help and uh, with a group of like-minded women. It's very powerful and it's so much fun. It's really fun. So please email me uh, to, I'm only, I only have 10 spots. Please email me if you're interested, if you want the spot, or if you want to go on the wait list at Darcy at loveyourmidlife.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. I'd also love to answer any of your questions. Thank you so much. I will see you soon, loves. Bye. Thank you for checking out this episode of Your Dreamy Midlife with me, Darcy. If you enjoyed this, please leave me a heartfelt rating and review on your favorite podcast app. This will help lots of other women just like you. Don't forget to subscribe. There is lots of goodness coming your way. Do you want to move forward faster? Check out my private signature coaching package that has helped so many women get unstuck. Head over to my website, www.loveyourmidlife for all of the really good stuff. Also join my online community to stay connected to all the stuff that's coming up. I'm Darcy and my wish for you is that you have a very dreamy midlife full of everything you desire.